This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is All You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Listen to me. LSU can win this game. Saturday at 11 a.m. A sold-out crowd. Brian Kelly calls for the Tiger fans to rally. And by Tuesday, not even 24 hours after Coach Brian Kelly asked for the stadium to be sold out, here come the Tigers. The line, on you know, bet online, Zachy, the line keeps moving down for the Tigers. Is there something that they know that we don't? Is Hendon Hooker really, really... really, really that healthy? Or is it that he has wide receivers dropping like flies? You can do it, man. I'm telling you. I will preach this all week. It's going to be tough. It's going to be challenging. You can do it. You can do it. Offensive struggles, people worrying about, I have a feeling they're about to get fixed. At least they're going to attempt it. (laughs) They're going to attempt it. 
nevertheless, nevertheless, it's going to be a great show. So we'll start off with the Rafino's rants. People kind of got mad at me today. I wasn't going to even talk about this. Won't spend long on it. I just want to make a comment about what I asked today about Tom Brady and Brett Favre. I will spend a minute on it because I really don't care. I just make one comment and all of Facebook and Twitter goes wild. Come on, man. Tom Brady getting a divorce to Giselle, his wife, is not that big of a deal. What we should be talking about is why the Saints are sucking. That's what we should be talking about. Nevertheless, I might not even hit it. I will, though, tell you why LSU can win this game. After going back and watching Tennessee film, they are are susceptible to giving up runs and big runs. Can this running back core and offensive line that we saw a week ago, a lot of people said the offensive line played horrid. You can't run the football against any SEC team for close to 200 yards rushing, and they're quote-unquote horrid. Jane Daniels can't be holding on to the ball too long and your O-line be horrid. I think you have an advantage there. That's one key piece of why I think the LSU Tigers can prevail here. We'll give you some more later on here tonight. Memphis Spence, who does his top 16 poll every single week, has your LSU Tigers at number 15, also has Tennessee at number 8. So a clash of top 15 teams in Death Valley at 11 a.m., Obviously, him being in Memphis, he sees a lot of Tennessee, Washington covers all of college football, but knows more about Tennessee than most. We will get into him, what he thinks about this game this Saturday. We will get to the Saints. Saints struggle. I told you we missed it last night. I told you not to hire Dennis Allen. I told you it's going to be rough if you do. To start off, they pulled it. They pulled an LSU. They hired from within. Dennis, you know, look, it's you're going to have struggles. This is the National Football League. The number one thing is you probably should have gotten rid of Pete Carmichael. It's my ultimate opinion. Said it all off season and got ripped for it. We'll get to that. And as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag Ask Blake. If you have comments, concerns, thoughts, f- f- throw them in here. Throw them in here and we'll get to as many of them um, as we can. Uh, we'll get to one of them. Dwayne Coleman on Facebook says, not a damn thing wrong with our O-line. Um, no, there's not. No, there's not. Um, is there is there some things they got to clean up in the passing game? Yes, but they're fine. Mark Kemp says, I'm like you, Blake. Throw that hole, hole down the field, probably meaning ball. Even the threat has got to benefit the rush. At some point, the double team's got to have to come off of Kayshawn. Guys, they're going to do it. I'm giving you a little bit of a heads up. Dwayne Official says, Blake, do you think JD can JD be an elite pocket passer for, game, for a game? Uh, I think he can. I, you know, Pooh Bear said this to me. Um, he's not going to be able to join us tonight. You know what's crazy? All offseason, we talked about um, how Jane Daniels can't hit intermediate passes. Now that's all he's doing. In that in that chaotic, there was a show that you're probably watching right now who told you he could, but nevertheless, he's got to let it rip. Jane Daniels didn't meet with the media. I, let me just read this 
let me just read this very quickly, okay? Um, because and look, you know what? We'll just do this. We will. I will read this from Jane Daniels and Malik Neighbors off out of the break. Everything that people are saying about and things we're getting sent in reference to uh, uh, the guys in the wide receiver room are, are mad at Jane Daniels or whatever somebody said. It's not true. It's not true. So we'll get to that as well, and I'll give you the keys. All right, a couple comments before we get um, get rolling. Rick, Chloe, uh, Rick, I'm just going to say Rick. He already told me how to say his last name, but I'm not, I can't do it. On YouTube says, Carmichael is a liability, folks. Face it, not an NFL class OC. He trained under one, but he's not one. It's true. It's true. Uh, Semper says, Giselle ain't got shit. C-H-I-T. My wife, y'all can have her. Damn, son. I kind of feel that about Megan, my wife, man. Well, hold on. I, I mean, I feel the same way. Giselle ain't got nothing on Megan. How you going? Like, how you going? How you going to tell a man he can't do what he loves? I, I mean, Jesus. Talk about narcissistic. Caleb says, hashtag ask Blake, does our defense get yet another second half shutout? We'll see. I don't believe they will, but we'll see. All right, let's do this. Zach, are you ready to get rolling? Okay. If it's your first time joining us, Zach is one of our producers on the show. If you don't know what he looks like, he looks like Tim Tebow. Just Google, just Google Tebow. And then Google Tebow from here up, and then Dr. Strange from here down. I think that's a great a great comparison. I, I think it's it's the best comparison. But nevertheless, let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor and hit the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Look at you all. I see you. I see the I see the millions of AYS fans on Facebook. The millions on Twitter. Do us a favor. Hit the like and share. Share to all those Facebook groups. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, notification bell, all that great stuff. Share to Twitter. Share to Facebook. We greatly appreciate that. If you're listening on XM Radio, TuneIn app, anywhere you listen to audio, podcast, rate, review, subscribe, and all that great stuff. And don't forget to subscribe to the AYS message board I gave an LSU uh, update. You know, maybe uh, some update on some players. And... Uh, yesterday, I gave you some official visits, one that has been confirmed today uh, as we spoke to him. So you can go to the message board, AYSSnetwork.com. That's AYSSnetwork.com to get all that. All right, let's do this. Let's pay these bills around this thing. None better than our good friends over at BetOnline.ag, who we'll talk about right out of the break as that LSU-Tennessee line continues to come down. And our good friends over at GM Vorno and Sons, GMVornoandSons.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. 
Use our promo code Believe50. That's Believe50, B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. So the players met with the media just now uh, or at 6 o'clock. Here's some interesting notes. And so I told Zach this, and I told some people inside the group and on the forum. Look, Malik Neighbors pretty much said today that Jaden Daniels got in front of the team and said, guys, it's on me. Everything that you're hearing out there, all the offensive problems, put them on me. Neighbors harped on that uh, in yesterday's wide receiver QB meeting, that for quite some time, Jaden Daniels took the accountability and that they've made necessary adjustments and will continue to make necessary adjustments. Also, Jane Daniels spoke. He says, if we eliminate self-inflicted wounds, we're going to be a good offense, I promise you. Uh, he says that him and Brian Kelly have spoke about being more aggressive downfield and taking advantage of one-on-one matchups. I believe, guys, holistically, they are going to do that. So... I, you know, I'll get to the Rafino's rants at some point during the show. Let me tell you how you're going to beat Tennessee. You've got to do just that. Guys, you, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Major League Two, but remember when Pedro Serrano just couldn't get things going? And your boy uh, that, that played in, the, your guy that played in the Japan League comes over, played with the Giants comes over, he goes up to Pedro Serrano and says, you don't have no marbles. Guys, it's going to take a lot of marbles to come into this game and beat a top 10 team. You can do it. Look, Saturday in this postgame show, and I want you to remember this and think about this vividly. There's a chance that we can lose. Tennessee is a very, very, very good team. I also think LSU has the capability of being that as well. It's of my belief, it's of my belief that if this team goes out there and has the belief, guys, this started yesterday. The, the key, to the, the way to beat Tennessee does not happen on Saturday. It happens on practice Monday. So the reason I read you those clips, the reason I read you from Malik Neighbors and Jane Daniels is because it starts yesterday. Guys, Brian Kelly... You know, I say this religiously. The reason you pay him $90 million guaranteed is because when everything is hitting the fan around you, you still find ways to win. Guys, you're a 4 one football team. You're an extra point away from arguably being undefeated in a transition year. Now, when you look at college football holistically, look at what's going on in Oklahoma under a first-year head coach. Let's go, look what's going on in Florida under a first-year head coach in the SEC and Billy Napier, a Power 5 
first-time head coach. Look how long it took Kirby Smart to get things going in Georgia. This is not an easy transition. You have principles. You have things that you have to get accomplished. You have things that you have to do to make sure that in the future years, you can have a successful team. The reason that coaches have three-year uh, windows to get to a natty is because, guys, majority of the time, that's what it takes. The simple fact that you're 4-1 and one right now, when truthfully, you really don't have a lot of reason to be there, you should be either 3 or 2 or 2 or 3, but Brian Kelly's experience, Brian Kelly's staff, and these players have led LSU to 4-1. and one. Now, what has to happen on the field? And Adam, I appreciate uh, the super chat. I do appreciate this. Now, I don't know if that's Canadian dollars. I, I don't know what that is. What, what is the Canadian currency? My man's up in Canada. Are you drinking, are you drinking scotch with Drake? By the way, y'all see Drake's hair? He looks like a Colombian drug lord. He also said so himself. I mean, my man, my man's looking like he walking out of a Dapper Dan movie. I mean, my man's looking fresh. You drinking scotch with, with your boy Drake? Anyway. Anyway. Here's how you have to beat Tennessee this, uh, this Saturday. It's three little letters. Play your game. Play your game. Guys, LSU has busted a grape and have been, has been able to run the football. John Emery's getting things going. Josh Williams is getting things going. Noah Kane, when you need the yard, he can get it for you. Offensive lines coming together. I'm not going to let this Auburn offensive performance from LSU worry me to the extent of where... LSU can't go out here at 11 a.m. in Death Valley and clap some cheeks. The good thing is, if you're going to have a bad offensive performance, at least it comes in a win, and at least it comes in a situation where you're not playing a team like Tennessee. You can make those adjustments. But when I put in this Florida-Tennessee film, Guys, they can Tennessee's front seven can be moved around. Now, Memphis Spence, who's going to be on with us in about 10 minutes, he said this about Texas A&M and Miami a couple of weeks ago. I'm not saying Tennessee's defensive line is small, but they sure as hell get pushed around. They get pushed around more than a buggy at Walmart. It, it, look, it's just the truth. They have the propensity to get pushed around. They get pushed around more than buggies at your local Walmart. Your Sunflower, your Winn-Dixie, your Rouse's, your Kroger, your, what, what do you call it? Sam's Club. Megan, where's that place we go? Oh, yeah, uh, Costco. Target, for you women that listen here, by the way. Never say the word target in front of your wife. It's like it's like cocaine to them. I mean, to, you're going to target. You know, I mean, don't don't do don't do that. You can win this game. I promise you. 
but you have to play your game. You have to go out there for 60 minutes. You can't start slow against Tennessee. You can't do it. You can't do it. You have the defense that can lead you to a place and a position to get you multiple stops that can get you turnovers. You know, Hendon Hooker, for all that it's worth and to his credit, 45 touchdowns and two interceptions as a starter is unbelievable. 45 passing touchdowns to two interceptions is unbelievable. Guys, he's due. Two of his biggest weapons on the outside looks like they're going to be out. What if Kayshawn Booty and Malik Neighbors weren't in the game Saturday? How would you feel? Now, as our good putties, and I will do this right here, as you see, as I'm pointing down to everyone listening to us on the radio and audio podcast platforms, I'm sorry, I'm pointing to the bet online moniker. Guys, that, that line Sunday night opened up at four. An hour went by. I checked it again. It's three and a half. This morning, it's two and a half. Zachy, can you look up on betonline.ag? Use your mobile devices today to sign up using the promo code BELIEVE50. That's BELIEVE50. If that line has moved from two and a half, what do they know that we don't? I think when when you pop in that Florida film, they got pushed around. Defensively, this comes from our good buddy Wilson Alexander from The Advocate. Guys, the back secondary has been really bad. (coughs) Excuse me. Has been really bad. Tennessee ranks 128th in pass yards allowed per game. 309.3. Anthony Richardson's first game over 200 yards passing this year was against, guess who? Tennessee. You can do it. Here's the biggest factor in all of it, and we'll get to some of your comments. Here's the biggest factor in all of it. Nobody's talking about it. I don't hear, uh, you know, at least I don't hear it. I don't, I'm not saying you don't hear it because I'm not in everyone's shows like you are. I'm not listening to the national pundits. The only people I really listen to is the man that's going to be up, coming up here in eight minutes and Bill King. It's funny how both of those guys are in Tennessee, too. One's from Nashville, one's from Memphis. Is the Lord telling me something? Maybe I like people from Tennessee. I did get date a girl from Tennessee once. It lasted three weeks, and thank God I got out of that. Man, she, man I'm telling you, she was like chasing after me with like an axe. I, I, I mean, dude. By the way, side note. If you're going to date a girl from Tennessee, you better know how to drink moonshine, especially the blonde ones. If way down yonder in the Chattahoochee had a mascot, it would be a blonde woman from Tennessee. I promise you. Now, Memphis is probably going to leave and not come on the show if he's even listening. I don't know yet. Uh, as my producer, Zach, says, yes, he's listening. Okay. Oops. Memphis, I didn't say that. Wink, wink. The biggest thing in all of this, nobody's talking about Death Valley. Oh, well, Blake, it's not at night. Guys, you sold out on a Tuesday. I look at LSU being 4-0. Actually, they're 6-0 if you go back far enough in true 11 a.m. games against SEC opponents 
I'm not counting Missouri in 2020 when a hurricane was hitting Louisiana and 12 hours before you had to move the game. No, I'm not counting that. Okay, while players were getting tested for COVID on the plane. No, I'm not doing that. 11 a.m. kickoffs have been historically really good for LSU. Guys, it's going to be loud. If you're going, you have to be loud. It's going to be, it's probably going to be a cool breeze down on the Mississippi. I don't know if Tennessee has been in a venue. Quite honestly, guys, I'll be just point blank and honest. I don't think Josh Heupel has been in a venue like he's going to see Saturday. Oh, well, Blake, he's been to Georgia. He's been to Alabama. I don't mean this in a wrong way. So what? Georgia, Bama, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, all of these teams in the SEC is not the drunk people that will be there at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning in Baton Rouge. I will also tell you this. I'm talking to coaches. I've talked to players. I've talked to staff. I've talked to medical staff. All within a six-hour window today. I think Auburn might have been the best thing that happened to LSU. The offensive inefficiencies. Because they're pissed. I will tell you this. My face comes on this this station, or my voice comes on your station, six days or six times a week. So you get to clip and post on Twitter things that I say that are right or wrong. You better be careful what you're commenting. A pissed-off LSU team in Death Valley historically does not go well for other teams. Now, here's the flip side of that token. Here's the flip side of that coin. Tennessee, offensively, guys, they're a juggernaut. You can't take it away from them, nor should you. Josh Heupel, in my opinion, is one of, if not the best, offensive minds I can make the argument in college football, maybe outside of Lincoln, Lane Kiffin, whoever you want to call it. I, some people are going to absolutely rip me alive for this. I think some people in coaching circles would even throw Dabo in that, in, in that, in that arena. Blair, what about Dabo? What? Guys, Clemson's undefeated again. Guess who's got a play sheet? Dabo's crazy ass. He beats your ass on a Saturday and praises Jesus on a Sunday. You have a tall task in front of you. You can do it. I don't think that, you know, what's crazy is, and this game, this game has always been one of the wildest scenarios every time LSU's played Tennessee. History goes to LSU. Some believe, which I agree with, guys, Nick Saban and LSU damn near killed the Philip Fulmer era. You know, Rohan Davey gets hurt. Here comes Matt Mock. And all Matt Mock does is quarterback draw, score after score, turnover after turnover. Clawson didn't have a chance in that game. He's throwing absolute dimes, and his receivers are getting butt cheek fart clapped. 
You want to get back to the LSU that you are? That's what you got to do. T. Bob A. Bear snap. God bless T. Bob A. Bear. 2010. Derek Dooley goes a 10-4 or 10-3. Guys, they had 10 defensive linemen on the field. Guys, they had 10 defensive linemen. I say quote unquote defensive linemen. 10 guys with their hand in the dirt. And three linebackers. T Bob snaps the ball. You know the story goes over Justin Jefferson's head. Procedure penalty, Derek Dooley in his uh, his bright-ass orange pants looking like a fat bowl of fruity pebbles is running around like a chicken with his head cut off, and then it's a procedural penalty, and then here comes Stephen Ridley, and guess what Les Miles ran? But here we go. Toss dive. Who would have ever believed it? To the left side of the offensive line. Who would have ever thunk? And you won. It is also sometimes going Tennessee's way. Hurricane comes through. You got to play on a Monday. You got to play on a Monday. LSU goes up 20 to nothing or 21 to nothing. Tennessee comes all the way back. This game has immense history. And let's not forget about the Ed Orgeron era. LSU goes up to Tennessee and it's an absolute monsoon. LSU doesn't throw for over 100 yards in that game and wins. Guys, the the field and the weather was so bad, the Jumbotron broke and fell down. True story. You remember it. I say not all of the Jumbotron, but the whole screen fell down. Danny Etling. Danny Etling led you to a victory. This game has the history. To the LSU players, it is our memo of the week. Get your popcorn ready. I'm not going to say that because Lane got his cheeks clapped when he said that to Saban. Get ready and believe. Just like this hat says, B-L-E-A-V, believe. All right. I lied. I said I was going to get to some of your comments before Memphis Spence. I lied. All right, we'll get to a couple of them. Preston Guy from TigerBait.com says, I was in high school for that game and accidentally assaulted a Tennessee fan when I threw my hat at him after losing. I mean, first off, first off, let me just say this. This is the most white guy crime I've ever heard of. Zach, our producer, is this a white man crime? Yes or no? <laughs> it is because I've done it before. <laughs> hey, thank you, Preston. I threw my hat at him, Daddy. Why? Well, what's your bell? Like seventeen dollars? Well, what did you do with the seven, the seventy-five dollars I gave you for the game? I drank a, a, I drank some Capri Suns, and I got a Lunchable. No, in Goodwill, Preston went and got him some Jack Daniels. All right, two more. Ryan Gidry says the offense will break loose. I hope so. I hope so. The mayor says we can't throw for five yards in the second half and beat a top 10 team. I agree. Guys, we focus so much. We focus so much on one game. Relax. Relax. It's going to be okay. Last one. Chance Babin says Memphis is the outlier, is an outlier. 
That ain't mountain people. Oh, that blind chick, uh, chance. Mountain as they come. I'm talking. That's not a banjo. Like, when I first saw I thought she chewed tobacco. I swear to God. I mean, look, we're in Louisiana, okay? Why are you guys laughing, bro? Why are you guys laughing, dude? Come on, bro. Tennessee's good people. Are you talking about Preston? Yeah, white man crime. That's what you call white collar crime. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm making fun of Preston. Guys, you know he's got a show on Tuesdays. You know I like to mess with him. He's younger than me. I, I feel like I'm a big brother. Okay, let's do this, Zachy. Let's talk about a good friend, Carol Falls, over at State Farm. Memphis Spence has LSU ranked number 15, and he knows a lot about Tennessee. Guys, why does he have LSU so high? We talk to him next. Guys, you might know my good friend, Carol Falls, and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor, after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back. The GOAT. Memphis, I I, I, I regret. Um, I love Tennessee women. I just had a very bad experience with one. I apologize if my actions. Gotta watch it. You're pro- are you, watch it. Are, so, uh, you know, you know, you know where I'm coming yeah. from here. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta watch some women, man. Those Tennessee women, you gotta. Whether it's uh, moonshine or bourbon, you gotta you gotta watch those, especially the ones in Nashville, because they're just out there. Just the ones in Memphis, they might throw hands with you. You know what I'm saying? And the the ones in Knoxville, they all got guns. Oh, and I. But listen, we're not talking about like pistols. We're talking about like AK. You know, we're talking about the the heavy artillery. They got they got AK-47s out there. They got all kinds of rifles. And we're not talking and, about and Alvin Kamara. They know how to use them, Blake. You know what I'm saying? They're not. They, they don't play out there. Yeah, you listen, gotta watch them. You gotta watch those Tennessee guys. Listen, it was the most eventful three weeks of my entire life. I, I don't regret any any of it, but I'm glad I, I'm out of there alive. Memphis, I got yeah. to I got to ask you this, and Zach, I'm gonna put this up on the screen. So, Memphis, just so our listeners, I know a lot of them already know, but just in case they don't, you obviously come out with your top 16 every single week. We're going to put it on the screen here uh, for all of the viewers. You have LSU number 15. I want to start there. A lot of people were asking questions. And, you you know, we talked on Twitter about, obviously, I'm going to bring you on. It's football season, baby. But you have the Tigers that high. Why do you have them that high? after what maybe you saw at Auburn? So sometimes I see trends, right? And I'm a defensive guy. There's a lot of people that do offense. I'm a defensive guy. I see defensive trends. I started seeing LSU, after that FSU game, they really started shutting down teams after halftime. 
if you go back and start looking at the the game since that first FSU game, which might as well be a preseason game, LSU, I don't know if they've given up 17 points in the second half since then. They have not. If you're going, they, if you're going to score on LSU, it's going to be in the first half. Well, that bodes that's, – that's not a good thing for Tennessee. Um, I really expect Tennessee to lose this game. I started looking at it because, you know, there's a lot of Tennessee folks that, that still listen to my show, and they're like, well, what's going to happen, Memphis fans? I'm like, it's not looking good, guys. Y'all about to go to Death Valley, and y'all can't tackle. They just can't tackle. They play a 4-2-5. They play a 4-2-5 just like Memphis because they can't tackle, and they still can't tackle. That's why they're giving up that many yards. And how are they going to – I'm not saying that Pitt – well, Pitt's best receiver is now at, you know, USC. USC, right. Let, let's throw that out there. I'm not saying they don't have anybody that you need to tackle. Same thing, you know. I, I, I give respect to Florida and their receivers also. But they ain't Kayshawn Booty. I mean, you know, I, you, they're going to have to – if they don't tackle you guys, they're going to give up like 400 yards. This may be, honestly, I was looking to see if there was going to be a breakout game this year for Jaden Daniels in terms of his arm, in terms of actual yard. This might be it, honestly, because up front, Tennessee gets pushed around, but they're still pretty good at stopping the run. They, 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 they're, they're, they're pretty decent at stopping the run. Passing-wise, they're not. And it's, they it, it should, Memphis, to really interrupt you, it should yeah. be the opposite. Right. It should be the opposite. Well, most of the Tennessee teams that you've seen, it is the opposite, basically. You know, they're susceptible to the run, but they have some lockdown corners, you know. Um, and, and we've known some. You know, they have Hall of Famers at, the, at, at safety and everything else. They do not have anybody back there, guys. And this is a very... We know that DBU does two things very well. They do, you know, secondary and they do receivers because they have to play against each other. I mean, that's just iron sharpening iron. So when you see those two, when when, when a team is very weak against that and they're going to your home, I I expect that line, honestly, to be somewhere close to, to negligent when, when, when the game kicks off because uh, I came on Monday and people were asking me, I was like, I, that's a pick em to me. I've looked at this game inside and out. It's a pick em. And it really comes down to whether or not Jaden Daniels and the offense can score in the fourth quarter and whether or not Tennessee can tackle. That's basically it. But the the defense and the, se- the second half adjustments, whatever's going on in the locker room at halftime, I'm impressed. That's why you guys are 15. I started looking through these teams. I'm like, well, there are teams with early season wins. There are other four and one teams, but who's the best four? I have three on that uh, 16. I have three teams that are four and one. Uh, I Wake noticed Forest, that. Yeah. Wake Forest is one of them. And I really, I, I Wake Forest, they're off offensively. They're one of the most dominant teams in America and people don't know it, but they took that Clemson squad which is really good, they took them to overtime. And that same Clemson squad came back and beat the brakes off of, well, at least decisively won against uh, NC State. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other team uh, that's 4-1, I believe, is Oregon. 
And Oregon's done a lot since that, you know, since they got clapped. They've, they've done a lot since then. Great verbiage. And look, and great adjective. Great adjective. Right. Um, but then I started looking around. And I was like, well, who's who's next? Is it K-State? I mean, they beat Oklahoma, but then TCU walked in there and really beat Oklahoma. So I was like, well, it's not really K-State. And, K- and, and um, Kansas State lost to Tulane, which – right. You know, right? Yeah, exactly. I was just like, well, you know, who's better, Tulane? They're also four and one, or LSU? You know, um, we start looking at NC State, right? And NC State, I'm like, well, they had a worse loss. I mean, they really got handled. So the, I think the best four and one team right now in the country is LSU, and I think you guys are going to actually show people that, that on Saturday, early game, whatever. Tennessee hasn't really won at Death Valley since 05, I believe. Yeah, the hurricane was, game. Right. I was I was a young Memphis Spence, but I was just got out of college a couple a couple of years before that, you know. Still interviewing Hugh Freeze and everything down in oh. down in Memphis. So. <laughs> you I, know. One day, one day, I'm gonna share the DMs I have of Hugh Freeze ripping me alive or attempting to. And I said, hold on, coach. I got a hooker on the other line. He didn't respond, and he unfollowed me. But regardless, that's neither here, either here nor there. We'll get to that to another day. Uh, Hugh, yeah. DM me back. Um, Memphis, so I don't know if you heard. I, look, they all, what's so crazy is they have been good statistically, Tennessee, in the running game. Do you think, number one, it's because teams have to throw the ball to keep up with them, and they get into what I call the Josh Heupel game, meaning you feel like you have to throw with them. That's number one. But number two, there was – and I brought this up last night, and I'm trying to find this comment. And uh, But it's from Chris Foster. Tennessee is second in yards per carry allowed in the conference. So it's crazy to me that – Statistically, the total rush yards aren't a lot from the defense. But when I pop on that film, Memphis, you said this about Miami a couple of weeks ago when everyone was picking Miami over Texas A&M. Their defensive line at times in the second half seems to get pushed around a lot and why Florida was able to come back. Now, a bye week for Tennessee I think is a huge plus. Hendon Hooker gets to. Uh, you know, gets get healthy. They Tillman's still out, though. We'll see how that goes. I guess my overall question for you is, number one, do you think that LSU can really, really dominate and keep that offense off the field? And number two, do you think that teams just get into the lull of having to score with Josh Heupel and that's why they lose? Let me ask you – let me let me answer your second question first. Okay. Um, yes. Hypo ball is what we used to call it in the American Athletic Conference. And w- the thing that you don't want to do – and see, the good thing is you got Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly's – when I used to cover him at Cincinnati, dude is smart. and Highly intelligent. He, he, he figures these things out really quickly, and that's why those second-half adjustments have been stellar this year. But um, – you don't want to play hypo ball. You can't beat hypo at hypo ball. You can't. That's what he does. And if you get into this game where, you know, it's uh, anything you can do, I can do better in terms of scoring, that's not the game LSU wants to play. It's not. 
Uh, because Hypo is going to figure out – there are so many games that they were just running up the score. And, you know, Memphis versus UCF, you look at the score, you're like, man, they're playing basketball now. It's 55 to 62. What are we doing here? You know, we're not – we don't want to play into that game. We wanted a better defensive game because you can always beat Hypo with defense. And it didn't take – I mean, it's – if you figure out how to stop him in the first half, I think this is going to be a this is this may be a a surprising victory to a lot of people. Uh, but LSU has the horses to do it. Uh, and but yes, to, to answer your second question, yes, people have been playing hyperball. Even Pitt, you know, Pitt went in there with a good defense and started playing hyperball. I'm like, what are you guys doing? You know, it just doesn't make Kenny Pickett is on the Steelers, guys. He's not there anymore. Stop playing hyperball with hyper. Um, so don't get into a score. Don't try to get into a scoring battle with that, that guy. He's going to, he'll figure out some, some really crazy plays to pull on trick plays and everything else. So that needs to happen. Uh, but back to your first question, getting off the field. So Tennessee really isn't that great at possessing the ball. They score quickly a lot of times. And I think, LSU wouldn't have any problems actually controlling the pace of the game, which is what needs to happen. If LSU controls the pace of the game, and they can do that, RPL or whatever, um, they can control the pace of the game. They can start using the players that they have to kind of widen out that defense a little bit more. The 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 wider – none of those – none of the secondary – and I hate to say this. I told a booster this today. I was like, guys, your secondary can't – can't tackle in space. They can't. Just, Memphis, it is horrendous. It's horrendous. And I was just like, man, this is this is really bad. How are they winning? Oh, they're playing hypo. He, he's tricking these teams into playing hypo ball. I can outscore you. But if you've noticed, they've needed to score 30-some-odd points to win these games. They're giving up. They gave up 27 points, I think, to Pitt. And with a backup quarterback. Man, with a backup quarterback. Georgia Tech walked into pit last week and held them to 21 and they fired their coach. I mean, it's a, you can, you can, these teams are getting tricked into playing hypo ball and you can't do that. Brian Kelly's not going to, Brian Kelly will not play that game with them. I promise you. So here's an interesting thing. You ready for this? Yeah. Ed Orgeron had the perfect game plan against Josh Hypo in his second to last season at UCF. They, LSU, I get that Joe Burrow got hit and went completely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I get that. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. But Steve Insminger, LSU's former offensive coordinator, I'll I'll share this now, went to Orgeron three weeks before the game and said, Ed, we are going to run the football until we can't run the football anymore. LSU's time of possession, Memphis, was 44 minutes and 31 seconds. 44 minutes and 31 seconds. I went back and listened to Josh Heupel's interview after that game. He said, I'm mentally exhausted. You know why Heupel was mentally exhausted? Because it drives him insane when he can't do what he wants to do. I'm not telling LSU to not go tempo. I'm telling you to do what LSU did in 2018. LSU LSU had walk-ons starting at DB during that game. My yep. point is, it's look, I get it's at UCF, but the formula remains the same. 
if you exactly. hold if you hold on to the ball long enough, you will win the game. I thought that that was an interesting stat uh, when that brought up. Let me yeah. ask you this because you said that you Monday on your show, and I heard this, and because you know uh-huh. I li- you know I'll, I'll be listening. I know. I know. I know. You said you think Tennessee can come in here and lose. I know you talked about on the field. How much does Tennessee coming into Death Valley and that stadium, do you think that that's a huge factor? And if it is a huge factor, how big of a factor does it play in for you? It's something. Listen, I'm a defensive guy. You know, I'm defense wins championships. Defense travels, right? They don't have a defense that can travel. Their defense is they their 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 secondary is is abysmal. I started looking at you know and I started looking at you know my terrible Memphis defense because uh, we got torched by Mississippi State, and that's kind of one of the things I was looking. At. I was looking at our film, and then I was looking at LSU. I looked at our film and looked at LSU. I'm like, they're so much better in their secondary than we are. And that's when I was just like, you know, let me, let's see what M- Mississippi State, you know, good old Will Rogers, people are looking at him from quarterback. I was on your show last time and I was telling you that one of my friends, one of the scouts, NFL scouts, was going to be at that game just seeing what Will would do against DBU because those are legit DBs and, and safeties that may be in the NFL. And they, they wanted to see exactly what his performance was going to be. Side note, was- side note. Your report was confirmed by ESPN 32 seconds into the first quarter. Just want to throw you throw that out there. Yeah. Well, yep. I um because I know these guys. They're my, oh, these are the guys I oh Memphis. Oh, Memphis breaking more news on AYS. Go figure. I know these guys. So, you know, that's why, and that's why, but that's why we do it. You know, they want to see actual competition. We know that, you know, Hendon Hooker can, you know, put up all these points against uh, also-ran defenses. But they want to actually see what they can do. A lot of people use DBU as the as one of the uh, – Clemson also. When you go up against Clemson, when you go up against DBU, they're looking at the quarterbacks and what they're doing against them. Because basically, you can't do it against these two defenses, these two college defenses. Ohio State's another one. Then you're not going to be able to do it in the NFL. You're just not. And that's that it's a it's a real life test as to what you're gonna be able to do in the NFL. Let's see what Hooker does. Hooker is honestly he's covering a multitude of sins for Tennessee right now. And those sins are mostly on defense. Hmm. Um they've given up it's been egregious, and I don't know, I just don't know how it stops. It, I, unless unless Tennessee figures out something to do defensively against LSU, and LSU doesn't shoot themselves in the foot, and there's no major injuries, I think this is an LSU game to lose. I'm, 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 I'm guessing that, that LSU is going to win this game, and probably significantly. It may, it may surprise some folks on, it, you know, a 10, 13-point win by LSU, because I don't if, – if you don't see Tennessee with at least 21 points at halftime, it's, it's unlikely that they're going to score – more than three to ten points in the second half because nobody else does. If they um, if they beat Tennessee that badly, are they in your top eight? They'll definitely not be fifteen. <laughs> well, <laughs> move, I know that. 
They'll move up. I don't know where though. They they mm. would they just replace Tennessee? Could you flip flop them? I could. Memphis, 13 points against that team's a lot. That would be the highest that they go up. That would be the ceiling. It would really depend on what those other teams in front of them did as well. Okay, But that would be the ceiling for the next week would be eight for LSU. Memphis, let me tell you you this. Okay. If LSU beats Tennessee, Mm -hmm. I'm sending you an LSU hat, an LSU shirt, LSU pants, and LSU slides, and you're going to wear it next time you come on the show. Okay, that's the arrangement we have. And if they lose, and if they lose, you don't have to send me a damn thing. That's just <laughs> what we're going we're gonna to do. I don't have any Vol stuff, my friend. We don't we don't do that in this house. You don't wear orange. I haven't been to prison, man. Thank God. Thank God. Um, I, 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 so. <laughs> listen, man. Uh, look, my, the, the you're ball, not uh, you're not taking bag. Walmart. You're not taking McDonald's bags full of cash. I, I'll now. I'll take a bag full of cash now, it's cash. Uh, but I'm not taking it. I mean, McDonald's bags full of cash. No, I'm not taking this. Um, but so Tennessee, the only way the way that they can win this game is a they have to score early and they have to score often. If they do that and they tackle, they can win this game. But I'm, I'm saying this is 60-40 LSU. I think LSU probably has a 60% chance of winning this game, Tennessee about 40. And that line's probably going to move more because as the odd makers put on the film and they start looking at what we already know, they're going to see the same thing. They're like, man, if Tennessee doesn't score more than 30 points, they're not going to win this game. Yeah, ESPN and has I- the same thing you do, Memphis. They had the FPI at 58.4. And FBI for ESPN right now, I think, is 117 and like six over the last, I think, week and a half, two weeks. I mean, it's insane how that FBI yeah. works. Yeah. And, you know, I'm running some of the same. I run my own models, but, you know, I uh, I, I, I agree with that. I'm serious. I that that's So it's pretty consistent what it, with what, what you're seeing is, is what I'm trying to allude to. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Memphis, I got a question so, here from Rick, though. I want to get this to you before we can get you out of here because we're kind of crunched on time. Uh, Rick okay. says, hashtag Ask Spence, can you address the preseason ranked college football teams that are no longer ranked? There's a lot of them. I, I Let me put my twist on that. I guess he's talking about Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot. What, 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 what do you make of that? So how preseason, preseason rankings, and I don't really like preseason i don't even like now that i'm a national voter and i have been for a couple years now i don't even like preseason rankings because Uh there's not really any true data points for this year's team to actually rank last year's team off of so basically what i do i can tell you how i come up with mine and why teams are ranked i start looking at who are in new year's six bowls right who is in the playoffs who is in new year's six bowls if you were in in a new year's six bowl whether you won or lost and you were in a uh in one of the college football playoffs even if you got swept out of the first round, then you're on my slate, right? Then I start picking through those teams and see who you lost. Who did you lose to the NFL? All right? If you lost a lot of teams to the NFL, like Cincinnati, and I know that Cincinnati's not really a top 20 recruiter, then I'm going to have to move you up out, right? But if you are like Alabama, Georgia, it doesn't matter whether or not you lose 15 
you know, guys in the NFL if you got 15, four and five stars coming in. Mm-hmm. If, if you're a top five, top 10 recruiting college, uh, well, the other you're still there. We start looking at like, you know, um, spring game stuff. Okay, how are these pieces going to fit together? You know, and you take all of that, you jumble it up, and then you have a, a, a preseason uh, top 25. It doesn't really, and I was telling somebody else this the other day as well, last year kind of factors into who's ranked this year for about the first four or five games. There's a lot of, it's weighted to last year, what we remember from last year. In that four, by the time you get into your regular season schedule, your resume should be able to stand on your own. I agree with that. That's when game five, game six, and this is the reason why the BCS doesn't even start ranking until game seven. Game five, game six, we really have a lot of data points to say, okay, this team is better than, or we get to get this team out of here. I don't even know why Miami's on this list, you know? And that's basically what we do to, to take those different data points and start actually filtering these teams in or out based on what their performance is this year. But we can't do it off of one game. Can't be, you know, recency biased or anything like that. There has to be a number of data points that we take from this year. And usually after four, five, people start getting comfortable ranking teams higher. All right, I, got I happen to be on the front end. I'm, I'm, I trend a lot of stuff. There was one other guy on the AP that has uh, LSU ranked 15 as well. But I'm kind of like a trend guy. I kind of see things before other people see them and folks catch up. I do that with my trading. I do that in a lot of stuff in, in, in life, honestly. You mean and like I see You mean like LSU Will defense. you mean like Will Wade getting popped? I had a little information on that one. I know you did. I know you did. But um but I like to, you know, kind of forecast these things that I see. I'm an analyst. I'm a, I'm a legal analyst, financial analyst, sports analyst. Those are all the things I do in actual life. You know, I do all of these different different jobs, put on different hats. That's what I do. I'm like, okay, I see how this is going to work, and I'll let people know about them. I'm an analyst. So I kind of – I started seeing LSU's defense trending, and I'm like, hmm, nobody's scoring in the second half. Nobody's scoring in the second half. What are they doing against Will Wade? I mean, uh, Will Rogers. Oh, he can't score in the second half? He's supposed to be a. He's supposed to be, you know, one of these these uh, NFL quarterbacks. What do you mean he can't score? Okay, LSU's defense is handling business. They're they're allowing for, you know, they're they're actually covering up a lot of sins as well. A on lot, offense, a lot, honestly. Mm-hmm. And but defense defense always keeps you in games. It keeps you around. It keeps you close, and. I think LSU's defense, especially with the way that Tennessee plays, it's 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 going to be a buzzsaw. It's going to hit them, and they're not going to know what to do just because of how they play this game. Also, if like I said, if the Vols can't tackle, this, this game might get out of hand quick at Death Valley. All right, I got one last question for you. I need sure, you to do sure. me a favor. Mm-hmm. I need you to flip flop three and five. <laughs> Hey, somebody asked me this the other day, and I forgot I forgot who it was. It was someone, I think it was, it was an Iowa booster, I think. And they were like, is Clemson top three? And I was like, yes, most likely. It's like, who are they better than? I don't know yet. That's why I haven't ranked them to number three. They're likely, they're likely the third best team in the nation, 
I just don't know if they're better than Michigan. I don't know if they're better than Georgia. I don't know yet. Once they once once they show me something, because NC State, uh, I don't know how good NC State is, and Wake Forest did take them to overtime. Overtime, you know, I'm like, uh, I don't know. That must be mean. You know, Wake Forest is actually good, um, but it, it, they they're gonna have to show me a little bit more, or those teams, or Georgia and uh, Michigan will show me a little bit less, and Clemson can get bumped up. Historically, teams that face top 25 opponents back-to-back weeks historically lose one of those games. It's actually at a 92% clip. Memphis, since the playoffs were enacted and BCS was enacted, teams that find ways to beat multiple top 25 opponents either on the road or or at home in back-to-back weeks make the playoffs or the BCS, it goes up by 75%. I think that they're finding a little bit of a stride. I think their defense is coming together a little bit. But the thing about Michigan is they got some dudes up front that can absolutely maul you if you're not paying attention. That would be a really good, a fun game to watch. If you got a four versus five matchup in a 12-team playoff, I'm tuning into that game because I think it's just an absolute clap fest up front. Uh, I don't. I can't argue with what your logic is right there. You know that I'm just on this Clemson train. Because, look, at the end of the day, my thing is this, Memphis. Dabo is maybe who he is, and people hate him. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's a damn good football coach. And here's the thing. Everybody ripped him that, oh, it's only Brent Venables. Or Scott. Or Scott. Or, 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 uh, who's your boy, Virginia? Or, uh, Tony, or it's Tony Elliott. Right. The thing right. about great coaches, I don't think Memphis, and I, I'll ask you this, and we'll, I'll get you out of here. I don't mm-hmm. think people realize how hard it is to win multiple national titles with different quarterbacks. I, I don't think they fully understand it. It's words coming out of their mouth, but the brain, the, the light's not on. Do you agree with that? That's 100% true. I mean, it's... The, what, that's like a jockey winning the Kentucky Derby with two different horses. It's, uh, right. it's one of the hardest things to do. You have to learn that other – you have to know that person. And that's what Dabble's really good with, right? He's good with the personalities. He's good with the, the different quarterbacks. He's good at getting into their brain, figuring out what makes them tick, figuring out where they're better. You know, okay, this guy does this very well. Let's exploit that against everybody. And he knows that better than probably anybody else. He's probably one of the best best coaches out there that actually does that. Uh, and he knows how to motivate you. That's the other thing. Coaches, and I know people, you know, they're like, oh, Dabo is about a lot of rah-rah. But if you think back to when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, man, there are some dudes that were coaching you up that you'd run through the wall for. Dabo's one of those guys. And if you can't – if you're – if, if, if you're in a situation where you're down, you're looking for motivation on the road, you don't got, you know, 50,000 fans, whatnot, Dabo could, Dabo's one of those guys that can get in there and do one of those Disney, you know, movie speeches. And I don't want them to gain another yard. <laughs> right, right. And, and he's one of those guys that can get you motivated to do superhuman stuff with your average talent. Uh, and he's been making 
you know, he started off with three and four stars, and now he's getting five stars. But Clemson wasn't – back in the day, Clemson wasn't getting any five stars. You know that. And, um, and Memphis, he's just good enough schematically that he can be that dangerous. That's that's yeah. the difference. That is yeah. the difference with Dabo. All right. That's I'm not going to keep you away from your family any longer. I, I You know, we, we had a oh, lot. What's that now? My wife appreciates that. Oh, I know. Tell her to, you know, tell her, tell her to be watching LSU at 11 a.m. because you know I'm gonna send you a whole baggie full of good LSU goodies if they win. So no prison orange in the in the Spence no. household. That's what mm-hmm. I hear. Not here. All right, buddy. We don't go to prison at this house. <laughs> we, we All right, you're out of here, buddy. Thank you so much. We'll catch you again next week. All right, man. All right, that's Memphis. You too. That's Memphis Spence joining us. Let's do this, and then we'll get out of here. Let's talk about our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Guys, we return in 45 seconds. Close it out. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, You need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. I'm to the verge where I, um, I'm almost out on Dennis Allen. You know, man, look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should give Dennis Allen more time. Maybe I, I, I'm shooting from the hip too quickly. Um, but I think I'm done. You're four games in, you're one and three. And the thing for me is, is that this team's just so badly coached, so poorly coached. You know, even from the front office stuff, I know that Latavius Murray – you know, they offered him to come and be on the active roster. He goes to the Broncos. I get all this stuff. But, man, I I, I don't – I just – it aggravates me so much to watch what the Saints are doing. I've seen – guys, I've seen this movie before. Guys, we literally lived through this movie last year. We lived through the movie of LSU trying to recreate something – After winning a national title or having a lot of success, Sean Payton leaves. You bring in Dennis Allen or or keep Dennis Allen. You promote him. You keep the defensive staff. You keep Chris Richard, Ryan Nelson. You promote Pete Carmichael, all this stuff. Guys, tell me what the real difference is between them and Ed Orsron and LSU. Hiring Jake Peets and DJ Mangus. Trying to recreate 2019. Guys, we've seen this movie. We've seen this movie. It doesn't bode well. 
Now, does that mean that Dennis Allen can't fire back and this team can't make the playoffs? No, it doesn't mean that. But the bottom line is this. I am not sold on Dennis Allen. He was, he was a losing head coach at the Raiders. He's a losing head coach right now for the New Orleans Saints. I, there are parts of this game in the NFL that you had to be so technically advanced, the margin of error is so small, and they're just doing all the wrong things. You know, how long were you going to allow Justin Jefferson to clap your absolute cheeks up and down the field before you started at least doing some things to bracket coverage him, double cover him, whatever you got to do? You can't get things moved offensively. You put all your eggs in the basket for Jameis Winston. It's backfiring. It's backfiring. Now, I'm not completely off the Jameis Winston trade, but, man, the best team in the NFL right now in the Philadelphia Eagles has your first-round pick that more than likely can be a top-10 pick, and you're not going to have it. For what? So you can't get the ball to Chris Olave, or, or what is it? Schematically, schematically, Pete Carmichael's not a good coach. I told you on Believe in Saints all offseason, and nobody wanted to believe you, your boy. Nobody wanted to believe me. Pete Carmichael is not a good offensive coordinator, and he's going to have to change things. Well, Blake, he's limited in what he has. So what? So are a lot of other teams. You know, what's funny is Peyton Manning threw ducks all season, and they found ways to win games. Chris Olave may be a top 10 receiver, David. He may be a top 10 receiver. But, man, you can't tell me. You can't tell. Look, you can blame the refs all you want. You can blame the refs all you want. And I get what you're saying. But the refs had nothing to do with Justin Jefferson clapping your cheeks. Nothing. I told you, man. I told you. Maybe next time you'll listen. Zach, let's get out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. My name's Blake Rafino. This is Sorry Serious Sports. Don't forget to share it. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.